0: This week on Death Metal Dicks, the thrilling conclusion to Ruby Ridge, a peaceful town in Idaho taken over by a white supremacists and taken back by the federal government. In an act of violence equated to either the government playing cowboy and Indian, or cowboy and cowboy, I guess really, yeah. or a deep-seated Zionist conspiracy to keep the white man down. Once again, welcome. To this week's podcast, it's me, Chris, and with me always is Neighborhood Dumbass, Buddy Lloyd. Buddy fucking Lloyd. <laughs> hey, bitch, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Man, I, I'm never good. Uh, nope. To hate being alive, the day-to-day toil of living is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, taking its toll. Uh, so I wanted to not forget to wish uh, Ronald D. Squire the Third a happy birthday. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm cracking this fucking beer open because... Uh, our friend Alan gave me a beer for us to drink, which I assume basically means like, can you please Can you please plug my friend's beer on your podcast? So I guess I will. Uh, it's called Hammer Smash Face. It does have like a uh, 1990s fucking MS Paint sort of graphic on the front. If you're not watching on the uh, YouTube channel, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, we're pouring a beer up. It's thick. I'm not doing a beer review. Who gives a shit about this? It's from... uh, It just says brewed and bottled at Houston, Texas. It doesn't say from where. It just says hammer smash face, which, would you know, the most I could hope is that they're not paying Chris Barnes any money. You know what I mean? Because fuck him. Like, don't shit on Cannibal Corpse, I guess, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The art's kind of whack. Why are we doing a review? I can't stop myself. We review stuff, and then I just get in the mode. But hey, anyway, welcome to this podcast. It's not a beer review. I hope you've had a great week. Hope you're all doing better than we ever could, which is, uh, you know shepherd looks after their flock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Well, we should just take a sip and you should give it a review.
0: No! I'm not (laughs) reviewing a goddamn thing. I will tell you this. It's a nice pecan. It's been hard to pay attention to anything because I've been so caught up in this Jeffrey Epstein shit. Oh, yeah, man. Just sweating. I love it. In my bed, looking at every angle of it and then going too deep. It's like, you know, you'll find like a trail of conspiracies that make sense and then you just keep clicking. Yeah, and going, you're like, well, ho- wait, where am I even at right now? And all mm-hmm. of them you know, was like, we, can we end somewhere where it's not the Zog machine? <laughs> it's every time.
1: I know it's crazy,
0: but the facts that are rolling in, the the facts, not the off conspiracy. Because it, the, the the goofiest thing about the Epstein conspiracy that we've talked about in depth is that it plays all the way along with that Q and on shit. Yeah, all the way along with Pizzagate. I mean, this is what Pizzagate was essentially. Yeah. And they're he they're like the in the logs of the shit that he's done. They're always having pizza parties. Just such a stupid fucking name, and they just keep doing it because they have no original ideas. They're boring.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of crazy because it's like. All you see that,
0: that drone video? Sorry, but did you man. see the drone video of his island? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh Jesus Christ! He's got a temple. Hey, a sex temple? Yeah, because it's like the uh, you know that the, it's one of two things. One. They either fuck kids there and are making fun of the people that think that fucking kids have to do with, like, a satanic world government that has a temple that worships some weird ancient gods. Or two, they do worship weird ancient gods, and there is a world government
1: that fucks kids.
0: But the facts that are out so far are just like, all right, so you have this billionaire that doesn't have any lineage to how he got his money. He wasn't doing anything, which makes sense because if you think that – you wouldn't want – because, like, all right, let's say you were going to do the most illegal thing, the most illegal thing that you possibly could. You wouldn't want to have somebody covering it up for you that had their own money because at any time they wouldn't need you anymore. You get what I'm saying? So if, like, we're both rich – even if you're twice as rich as me, and you hire me because I want to make more money from you to cover up your dirt, and then you piss me off, and I do want to make the money you're gonna pay me, but if you stop paying me, I'm still rich, yeah, I'm gonna be way more likely to just spill the beans, but if I have nothing and I'm pretending, and when I say nothing, I mean the guy's still rich compared to like all of us, yeah, but it not in the billionaire numbers, so you just like basically was part of some fucking Ponzi scheme and got pushed into being like, they try to act like he's some fucking genius number wizard is what we talked about in that podcast we did about it, where he is able to go through anybody's portfolio and make them an exponential amount of money. But there's just no track record of it. Like I guess people that usually do stuff like that, if you're really good at the stock market and you're a billionaire because you're known for making billionaires more money, and that's how you make your money. Most of them like patent algorithms or can show, like, hey, when I made this trade, I made this person this amount of money, and he doesn't have that. And that's like what those people flex. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if you're one of the, if you're, uh, who's a fucking popular athlete that's not, because I'm going to say Mark McGuire or Michael Jordan, because uh, that's all I know. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron <laughs> James. All right. Okay. Perfect. You're LeBron James. You're the best basketball player in the world. The reason that you're that is because of your stats, your statistics. People can say, who the fuck is LeBron James? And you don't even know what basketball is. And you can say, oh, well, he's like the league's leading scorer. He makes more points than anyone else in this game. And you understand it because that's what you have to know is what, what you do, what your work is, what you're good at. But he doesn't have that track record, which is like uh, clearly not. It's like it's not that it's just fishy; it's just ridiculous because it's just some guy that worked his way into being part of the elite socialite fucking demographic of th- the not only New York but politics in general.
1: What if he's like
0: a kid pivot? That's how he got all of his money. That is. That's that's exactly it. Okay, is that he was like a, definitely a pedophile and into all the sketchy shit, and then. It, I don't think it's like I don't know how to figure it out because you read so much, you try to digest information. But I don't know that he was a kid pimp before he got that fucking uh, one girl who's, the, I, you know, this is why I can't just riff stuff off the top of my head. Yeah. But, you know, he had that girl that's dad is a fucking also a billionaire helping him bring other kids in and then soliciting them to the most powerful people in the world. So it's, I don't think he started off like pimping kids. I think he was a pedophile. But I think that just everybody... I think that's just part of being like the elite is the thing. And, and it's like... I watched that movie Eyes Wide Shut last night, which was supposedly Stanley Kubrick made that based on the entire Epstein's thing. because and it was
1: filmed in uh, uh, Rothschild, old Rothschild houses. Right. All those rituals were and all that shit. Yeah.
0: And supposedly he was privy to it because he's like old Hollywood. Yeah. He'd been around it and then just busted him out and then died... And I guess that, like, that ruined Tom Cruise for a while. I guess it broke up him his and Nicole Kidman's marriage and shit. Huh. Because uh, he was, like, demanded to be there for, like, quadruple the time it takes to film any other normal movie. So he lost a ton of movies. He had to, like, turn them down and, and like, lost a lot of money by doing it.
1: Huh.
0: And then, uh, yeah, beer's fucking gross. And then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so like the conspiratorial side of the conspiratorial side of it is too much, but there's no way to not even think into it. So it, again, your options are like, okay. Like I think the most Occam's razor way to look at it is that the most elite rich people, part of being that is being a pedophile. Yeah. I really think that it, I think there's a lot of levels like layers that go to it too. It's like like one layer is that When you are that person and you're in the driver's seat, so you've done everything else. Like, you can fuck any girl you want to. You can do any drug you want to. You can drive any car you want to. You can go on any trip you want to. So what else is there? That's where you start getting into, like, the freakiest shit possible. Because it's like, okay, I've got a billion dollars. Well, I could just call up any prostitute and have them shit into my asshole and then eat it. And that's boring now because it's not even hard to do anymore. The average person can't do that, but you can on a Tuesday afternoon because you have unlimited resources. He does look like Count Chocula. Yeah, (laughs) but like the the taboo, I think is fucking kids, and then I think it gets worked into the secret society where it's it's not like you want to think secret society like oh they're they're meeting up and controlling the world. Well, no, I don't think so. I think they're meeting up and just being rich, fucking disgusting the worst people possible yeah. all together. And I think when you veil it in this like shroud of mystery, I mean, is it a secret society? Yes, but I don't think that they're like sitting behind closed doors and making up the rules of the world. I mean, maybe I, I think that is like, in a way happens is by proxy because they're all terrible people. They're in charge of everything. They do terrible shit nonstop. Yeah. So they just do it in any, any place where they can get their tentacles in. they do horrible shit. I don't think they have meetings and say, like, all right, let's destroy this and this and this. I think that they just do that by nature because well, this is the type of person that's, like, building everything based around having sex with kids. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing is, is that's a sociopath behavior. You know, that's one of the things they discuss in, uh, in a lot of mental health and in diagnosis books and psychology is um, – there's no way I can drink that beer by the way. Yeah, it's soy sauce, dude. It's a horrible. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, it's like coffee and soy God, sauce. Why would you? <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. But uh What I was saying was is like, that that's definitely def- definitely sociopath behavior when you look yeah. at like higher up business people, CEOs and things like that that they usually have psychopathy. Um It's kind of like when you go to a strip club and you have two dudes that are – they got some money and they're just trying – they're just flaunting money to see, like, they're trying to outbid each other for what girl they're going to get a dance from. But the only difference is kids. And a lot of them go overseas. They bring them to different – Different locations. It happens here, yeah, too. But most of it happens overseas. Yeah, that's why that dude had to have yeah. like a private fuck island. Yeah, just full of kids. And then the other thing that's real crazy is that that's the other thing is like you're talking about a younger girl basically recruiting. Yeah, um, that is something that they do over Skype. I've I personally dealt with that before. I, I actually have dealt with a girl that was uh, she was. Being paid money once she turned seventeen, they really didn't want to have anything to do with her. They were more into like the younger kids. Yeah, but they had an older kid that some you know older younger kids always look up to older kids. Yeah, it's like when you ride the bus, the younger kids up in the front always look at the kids in the back and go, like, "Man, I want to be like them one day." Yeah, but you're having that talk to you on a Skype, and yeah. tell you, "Hey, let's hang out." Let's yeah, we talked up. about this before. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, it's the like same I'm do, like
0: there, there's a little bit of new stuff coming out about Epstein, which is just mainly like the drone video of his island. And the, you know, just like the people have, of the, like four chan and shit, have like tracked down all the deeper information about where he got his money, who's he, who he's affiliated with, and it all just maths out to like he's the fucking patsy. Yeah. I mean, not a pat, like not a patsy in that he's an innocent person. A patsy in that they took this guy, and because he wanted to be in this social circle, this is what he was willing to sacrifice to get there yeah not- now now he's gonna now he's gonna go down for it, but then it's like the world that we live in is so fucking stupid
1: yeah
0: they we, they'll talk about it every day for a week, but then Trump will tweet some shit like oh uh, you, you if you came here you don't like the country then uh you know go back where you came from, and then that's like so now we just completely sweep under the rug the fact yeah. and the problem is is like again, I'm not a political person I, I don't give a fuck. About Donald Trump, I don't give a shit about anybody, except people that are like disgusting that need that deserve to like be put away forever. Like, cl- like definitely Bill Clinton. Did you see that statement that he put out? Mm-hmm. It's, funny. it's like okay, number one, if you did not molest children on this plane, then why did you put out a statement? Yeah, but it's just classic Bill Clinton shit. He's like, oh, it depends on what the definition is, is say, because like I, I was only been on the plane. I've the four trips, and I don't know about any of the crimes that he committed in two thousand and nine. It's like a guy you've known for like thirty
1: years. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, even if he's just slamming kids on Bill Gates's wiener.
0: I mean, yeah, it's like Bill Gates, Chris Tucker. <laughs> oh, you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I need fourteen or younger. <laughs> Damn. Then just like the Jimmy Buffett. It's it's terrible. I mean, this is why you just the world we live in. Like all the people that everyone looks up to and thinks these people make the world better. Like everyone loves Bill Clinton, yeah. especially
1: like where we live. It's well, like, I think a lot of times too with with things like this, there's the disinformation. So like the conspiracy theories yeah. of like, let's say for I don't a lot of people probably haven't even heard of this, but uh, there's a supposedly this this place in Belgium called the the. Uh, Mothers of Darkness. Yeah, we've done this before. We, Have we? wrap this shit up. Yeah. Oh, okay. We okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but point thing, being, you know. we I've just been fucking. Yeah.
0: I mean, we I could do another fucking five hours on Epstein right now. Yeah. It's, it's my bad for going so deep on it. Point is, pay attention. You know, don't pay attention to Donald Trump's racist tweets. The reason why that even came up, where you're going with disinformation, so, but we can't go through all that shit. It's just like did Trump, uh, do you fuck kids? Yeah, probably. Probably. But he, like, called Epstein a pedophile because they kept posting that quote of him being like, oh, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, businessman, uh, he likes girls. Yeah, I, I like beautiful girls. He likes beautiful girls. But uh, some would say he likes girls that are uh, very young. So that's, like, the way that he talks. Yeah. He's, like, basically like, yeah, this guy's a fucking, he fucks kids. <laughs> like, yeah. that's Donald Trump talk. So he didn't even say anything good about the guy. And then, from what I understand, is that that dude went to that Mar-a-Lago resort, which I guess is one of Trump's resorts. And he was like there for a week, and people were complaining that the dude had like inappropriately dressed young girls at the pool. And Trump was like, We got to get him the fuck out of here. Not because, like, probably just because it was going to cost Trump money or some shit. Yeah. Again, I don't think he's a good person, but I think the reason that that his stupid fucking tweet got focused on instead of the Epstein shit is because Trump can't go down for it. I, you know, like, I don't think that he did, like, and even if they were like, okay, Trump, we know you fucked a twelve year old. He'd be like, so what? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But yeah. Clinton's like trying to like it's it's all it's stupid the, the world's stupid, the country we live in stupid, everything's stupid. So just pay attention, if you care. Mostly about children. It's just children are like the one thing that bother me. That's yeah. the only thing I care about. That's it, man. Anything else in the world? You know, if I if you if so, one of our freak fucking listeners sent me an email or like, listen, man, I got to get something off my chest. I murdered a guy. Yeah like I caught him fingering my girlfriend and then I plotted it out. I'd be like, man, that like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. But I wouldn't be like fuck this guy forever. Yeah. But if someone told me that the, it, the there's just it's there's nothing worse than taking a, a kid's innocence and the fact that it's it goes on for like a sport at this
1: level of having money, we just got to overthrow and overcome. Yeah. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, man. I dedicate my life to that shit. Yeah. I just know that. I mean, that just happens. Non-stop. I mean, the, the lot and a lot of it is like the homeless kids because once they, within 24 hours, they're solicited for sex. Well, yeah,
0: because everyone. I mean, the, the people exp, just, the People are disgusting. Yeah. Anytime they see someone in need, they don't think, "How can I help them?" It's, "How can I help them to help me?" Yeah. So do we just live on a gross planet? And I'm, I'm the, the problem with all this shit is, is that it just hits me in a way where it ruins. Like, I'm already depressed and shit, and it just... There's, like, no hope anywhere. <laughs> so I just fucking... I try to stay away from it, but then I'm, like, watching Eyes Wide Shut at midnight. Yeah. Anyway, back to Ruby Ridge. Because it it, and it does tie in, because this is such an old conspiracy theory. And it's not a conspiracy in, the, in, in a sense of did it happen or not. It's just a conspiracy theory, because... Like, we talked about last week, the crimes that were committed. You know, the guy was entrapped. A government informant asked him to saw off shotguns. They asked a guy that had no money, that was living off the land, that could really fucking use a thousand bucks. You know what I'm saying? Government informant came to him and said saw off shotguns. He did. And then they tried to make him an informant. He refused to do it. And not only did they charge him with it, they just kept rescheduling his trial date Sending letters to a guy Like this guy's got no phone The internet wasn't around then They're just fucking with him Oh Yeah we forgot that last week too Alright well that's <laughs> I, gotta, I brought that up in the first place oh, All this fucking kook talk And uh, probably some more Dumb shit this week on Death Metal <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks. I'm going to slam this what soy say, sauce. 20 man, man. Say,
0: dude, if you slam that, I'll be beyond impressed. Now, again, if you're not watching, which you should watch our YouTube feed, a Buddy's taking down a 14% ABV. I think
1: it's more than that. Is
0: it? I just read the bottle. Okay, man. Why are you like this? I don't know. It's soy sauce. <laughs> buddy's taking down a 14% ABV St- Impe- Russian Imperial Stout. With coffee and Madagascar vanilla beans. But the only thing it tastes like is soy sauce and pennies. Yes. That's accurate. Yeah. No, there's like a definite like copper taste afterwards. It's horrible. You know, I don't like beer. It's like everything else. Subcultures, metal, beer, skateboarding, surfing, whatever. Anywhere where there's a group of people that collectively like the same thing. They get involved in it. You give a lot of terrible shit a free pass. Yeah. Just because it's like, especially if two subcultures cross mingle, because this is called hammer smash faced, and it like I'm sure my friend that gave us this is gonna be pissed off. But let's, it's it's
1: let's, fucking gross. dude. Let's put it this way, man. I've slammed a a fucking pint of fighting cock. Yeah, the like, like within one, and disco. that's like a like that's like a high. It's 110, 100, yeah, 110%, yeah, hundred ten percent. It's like a high proof whiskey. The garbage wow. whiskey. Yeah. It's, it's not like a nice. Nope. They call it fighting call because it makes you just want to jump in a chicken cage and go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. This makes me want to fucking it's, it's like Rainbow Three, where he's like in where he's in fucking Thailand. Yeah, my teeth are dry. Yeah. And I'm th- just
0: thinking about you slamming that is making me feel sick.
1: I'm definitely gonna have to go to the bathroom after this.
0: Yeah. Okay, well well, let's see what happens here. I mean, salute to you. He's he's off and that's a pint. And, uh, I mean, he's definitely going to do it and he did it that fast too. man. that sediment.
1: Yeah. That's terrible, man. It's like Chinese five spice, (laughs) man. I put Chinese five spice in this shit. Yeah. This is, Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. He's suffering, man. This is,
0: yeah. You got to get on the YouTube channel to just see his facial expression. mm. And before I forget too, cause I've just been off on conspiracy world, uh, Thanks to everybody who's been involved in uh, Patreon, even though we haven't done shit with it. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what I would like to do is just like reformat it because the tiers I picked are fucking stupid and unmanageable. But uh, we got like uh, hopefully. I, th- I always say shit, and then it doesn't happen because we suck. But uh, it's just hard to pull it together. But hopefully, we did. We recorded like a extra jacket and reacting for Patreon. And then uh, Brian, who's been producing our episodes, is suggesting that we let patrons pick a video for us to watch. So, you know, I truly hate watching porn. If you really want to fuck me up, that's a good way to get involved. But that's future shit. So uh, hopefully I can get that extra video posted on Patreon. If that works, if it works to post a private video on there, then we'll be up and running running for some extra shit. And uh, thanks for sticking around if you rock that hard and we haven't just just sucked at that. Uh iTunes reviews be cool if you could give us positive reviews. I think I'd like I hate to go crazy about shadow band shit, but like you know, we like lose reviews. <laughs> We've lost like a hundred reviews. Yep. It'll always like go up and then go down. Like I don't know how that fucking works, but whatever.
1: Huh.
0: Uh but yeah, if you want to do that, you know, some at some point that's gonna help us doing live shows and shit. Anyway, not gonna bore you with the semantics. Just Trying to remember shit and kill time while you went. Did you par
1: for just pee? No, man, I, mean, I pee, but my pee smells like fucking egg salad with lime zest. Well, they wouldn't have gone that fast from it, that. Uh, it did. It did. I don't see how. My pee didn't smell like that before. My <laughs> pee's never smelled like that. I drink Wild. the same thing pretty much.
0: I mean, you're definitely not supposed to drink that that
1: fast. It's probably some type you're of. You're not hazard. supposed to drink it. Yeah, that's true. It's man. I'm sorry, didn't he just shit on anything anybody does? But man, that yeah, no, real nice. I mean, our friend Alan. Brought I hope that this to is me. a troll. I hope this is a troll. Honestly. I think so. it's
0: gotta be. It's gotta be. It's man. gotta be. Why would you do that to anybody? Well, what I was gonna say is, I think people that like, you know, like you like beer, then someone names it after a metal song, you get stoked, and you're like, no, this is good,
1: As and then pull a PBR out. It's hard to you know? convince you. Yeah, but that's a classic, delicious beverage, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. Just who? Yeah, it's and I rough. Like, and I like Russian Imperial stats. I Man, that's just...
0: Well, back to it. Uh, you know, last week, we the, the conclusion was this dude trying to deal with his legality, his legal troubles. And he was just set up over and over again. You'll have to go back and listen to get the full details. But now we're at August 21st, 1992. So you got six marshals sent to Weaver's property to scout the area to determine suitable places away from the cabin. To ambush and arrest him. And again, like we were talking about last week, the, the U.S. Marshal Service, all they do, like they're not there to seize anything. They're not there to get into a firefight. They're supposed, you know, th- like the Marshal Service arrests people on big-time felony warrants. It's a federal agency, and that's their whole function is busting people that have federal warrants out. So that's all they're trying to do. And, and because of the nature of this, it's not sketchy to me at all that they would scout it out. I mean, it's on the side of a mountain. It's treacherous. It's hard to get to. They're, they already feel like the guy. And, and basically because of the bad intel that they've been fed, they think that the guy is a fucking dangerous radical that is going to engage them. So rather than go knock on his door, which is what they could have done, that's the thing, is, again, they were fed false intelligence that the guy is, like, threatening to kill people yep. because his neighbor was mad. That's not the case at all. But that's the line they've got. And I, But I don't blame them for being cautious. And all they're supposed to be doing is going to take a look and see how they could arrest him or how they could set it up to where someone could knock on his door and then if things went south... They had people hiding in the woods that could come in and rectify the situation. So that's what they're doing. On August 21st, 1992, at six of them. They go to determine a suitable place uh, away from the cabin to ambush him. And they're trying to figure out his pattern. You know, they want to see what time he goes outside. Uh, the marshals, they're all dressed in military camouflage. They all have night vision goggles and M16 rifles. Art Roderick, Larry Cooper, Bill Deegan formed a recon team. David Hunt, Joseph Thomas, and Frank Norris formed an observation post on the ridge north of the cabin. At one point, Agent Roderick threw two rocks at the weaver cabin to test the reaction of the dogs. And the dogs were provoked right away. I mean, these are not just, like, I got a fat lazy boxer that's we live in the country but he's a he's a city dog he's an inside dog motherfucker does not want to go outside you, you know i remember seeing like all that caesar Milan shit where he's like you must exercise your dog you take him on the walk otherwise he get crazy and i come over here and i go get the energy out but my fucking dog he does not want it's the opposite you try to take him on a walk, he's, he's just laid it down. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious because he's fucking fast as shit. Fast, He's an athlete, but he doesn't ever hone his skills. <laughs> he's, like us, he's like us, man. That, man, maybe, but I work out like every fucking day. But uh, sure, me too, I mean, man, yeah, he but... is fat, but like an incredible athlete. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't want to fucking do anything. But these dogs are country fucking dogs, dude. They're like, Hoo-hoo.
1: eating hash browns, biscuits, gravy. Good man,
0: just sitting at the table, waiting for a problem. Just <laughs> waiting for trouble all the time. Country dog barking way too much, you know what I mean. I so like any, anything will dog. set him off. A Weaver's friend, Kevin Harris, and the Weaver's fourteen-year-old Samuel came outside as soon as they heard the dog. His name is Striker. <laughs> Tight, <laughs> yeah. What are you barking at, Striker? Go get him.
1: I know somebody named their kid that. Yeah, <laughs> you it know him too. Man. It is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and that's that whole that the fucking
0: shit. That family's a nightmare. Uh there's some fucking kids that wrest like on the same wrestling team as my kids, yeah, and it's like definitely like the dad's a cop, he's all juiced up, and it's just like in the very negative environment <laughs> Hell yeah. it's like one of those dads you look at like I try to get my kids in the wrestling, and the difference but also between me and that guy is like yeah that guy's like definitely had some sketchy combat experience, yeah, but I was like you know fighting and legitimately doing martial arts as a job. So I get both ends of it, and I like the last thing I want to do is like push my kids and burn them out, mm-hmm. because I know if you're like, "Do this, get in there, fucking do it like they they that's not what any no one wants to get yelled at Nope. no one wants to be forced to do anything. Yep. human nature's gonna make you go against that, but just watching this guy scream at his fucking uh kid named Stryker, and I won't say the other one to just not to make sure we don't take it too far. Just like the like, you didn't fucking do it. Like just freaking out, you know? Yeah. And like flexing. It's like the, number one, the thing that I dislike the most about wrestling practice is that I n- could end anyone in the room. All the kids. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, the kids, the parents, their parents, their dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying. But I don't have that attitude. This guy has that attitude. Yeah, he can't. No. I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, that guy could fight me for, a th- like, you know, he could, like, throw a kick at me and then get slammed on his head. Yeah. But he's screaming at his kids like he's been where they're at. Like, you didn't wrestle. You don't know what they're going through. Don't scream at him, you fucking asshole. It's just, and he's a cop. It's just cop shit. Yeah. Just cops are the worst people. It leaks into every fucking facet of their life. And, uh, yeah, I just watched that guy and was like, yeah, do, you know, don't be that dad. Don't be that guy. Like, let your kids just try it and have fun. Make mistakes. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Like, one time they went to a tournament, and this dude's like, all right, everybody, bring it in. Uh, we're going to get out there. We're going to put our game face on. I was like, all right, kids, we're not listening to this. Come with me. <laughs> I pulled my two kids away yeah. from that stupid shit because... uh Woo. Yeah. Last thing I need is some dumbass cop fucking yelling at my kids. we you gonna coach them? How are you gonna coach them? You wrestled before, you fucking moron. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing this up. No problem. You man. know how my brain works. Yep. Uh, yeah. So they go to investigate why Striker's barking, and from the family side of it, normally when that happens, again these are country dogs, and what do they do in the country? What do these people do? Especially, they live off the land, which means. You know, if you want to have burgers tonight, you can't go down to Kroger and buy two pounds of meat, portion them out, and grill them up for your family. You got to go find the meat, and they do have meat reserves. But this time, when we're talking about August, it's not deer season. But they're in an unfucking ordinanced area. Yeah. So their supply is low. But you also got to stock up for the winter. You need some big animals. You got to get some kills. So their dogs that hunt with them. When they hear the dog freak out, they don't think oh, shit, there's a fucking... the army in my backyard. I mean, they think that when they're sitting around talking about the Zog yeah. machine. They're going to come in here and start Armageddon by taking us down. They do think that, but that's not what they're thinking when they hear striker bark. They're thinking, oh, there's an elk outside. If we can go shoot that, then we'll be set for the winter. So they're excited. Uh, uh, they get their guns. They're going to run outside to see what's happening. Hopefully, you fucking shoot a. Elk or a moose or whatever the fuck's in Idaho. Now, the recon team started...
1: Potatoes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Delicious potatoes in Idaho. You know, you could just go the vegan route. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, who are you to say you should be killing beautiful elk when you could... Uh, such fertile potato-growing soil. I really doubt there's, like, a vegan 3% group out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I watched that 3% documentary this week. Jeez, see, it's a, this type of person yeah, is it's not a, someone I like. Yeah, no. So I know I said it 100 times last week, but if for some reason you just found this podcast, because a lot of people are, because that Crispin Y episode, like, really has taken off. Really? Somebody must have put it somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. But the, the one thing that the one thing I was thinking about, like, because one negative thing will derail me. But then you would get like a hundred positive things, and I'll be like, yeah, that's cool. But I'll, like, the wrestling fans saying good job about a wrestling podcast—that's like the highest praise you can get. Yeah, because no one's a bigger fucking you got to have the facts right type of dumb nerd yeah. than a wrestler. <laughs> and if you're listening and I just call you that, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sorry, but you get it, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and to say good job. I'm like yeah. a fucking like sketchy characters wrestling background. People liked it. You know, I Man, mean, I'm... I said fag. Yeah, they love that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. wrestling fan loves to
1: hear that. That's like shooting Mountain Dew Frosties out of your nose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the word "fan." Oh, that dude. slap in the face to fucking political
0: correctness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Relax, Winston, right, man. man. Uh, but yeah, no. Thank uh, anyone that's new. Like, thanks for. T- I'm not trying to like treat you bad for not listening to last week. You just should. Because it's a two part. But anyway, it's just like. It's hard to pick a team in this. So a lot of times when I'm going to be on the Weaver side. Just a reminder, don't you, you got to like let your brain be a brain for a minute and not put it in a box. Are they, you know, it's ki- it's also kids and a woman. So does a dad have some real stupid fucking ideas? Yeah, of course. Of course he does. But he he went off to the woods to to be by himself and have them. So in my mind, he's he's fine right now. It's not that big of a deal to me. I'm going to tell you
1: what. This Kikeman's uh Hammer smash face beer Yeah Is definitely not a 14 something percent Then you think it's stronger? No I think it's lighter oh, Okay, okay I'm just I'm a professional That's story. true Yeah I, drink I that, would
0: trust you way more Than I would a scientific gauge That tells you what the percentage is
1: I drink this uh Fucking uh Vampire hunter beer That was like a 20 something percent beer Gross uh, It was gross man But let me tell you You got fucked smooth And you remember the Gravitron at the fair? Yeah Boy, that's what that was like. That's this? the first time I ever heard Pantera before. Me too, man. Yeah, <laughs> Me too. And that ain't no lie, we're man. Gra- I swear to God, dude. And the guy. Uh, and playing because it was dude. probably the same dude. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah did that's he a have good the, point. Did he have the fingerless leather gloves? Oh, yeah. But yeah. The, still, that, but he was that, fat. that could still definitely not be the same guy. It had to be. Was he fat? Yeah, but okay. Did he have All right, listen, sh- dude, short hair or
0: long hair? I don't remember the hair. I, I remember fingerless gloves because I was like, that's I remember that changed I remember seeing the fingerless gloves and be like,
1: that's cool. Yeah, because <laughs> then, then he pointed at me. He was like, "You see those dark game over there? Like, yeah. He like you could win these over there." And I was like, "Man, I'm going." I went. I did. I got them, man. Yeah, he didn't give me a hot tip. And I like got that. a Pamela Anderson fucking yeah. uh, poster too. I was like, "Man, these gloves are made for jackets." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: You could get a. You could still get a grip and not slip. Uh <laughs> Damn it, now I'm all fucked up. Again. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, so I'm all this. is Why people complain about me not being able to read us because we just get sidetracked. you're stupid. It's not like... I can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm stupid, but also we're fucking just having a good time. You're doing better than I do at reading, man. Yeah, let's look at this. It's not that I can't read it's that I get lost because we get off on a, to- a topic like the Gravitron because you brought it up. Yeah. That same that's thing happens
1: to me, man. If I'm reading in my head, I'm good. No, but, but, but that's fine. But yeah, yeah. like,
0: look, look, this is an important thing that I also wanted to say at the beginning that I forgot. It's like, okay. You know, I, I don't want to let, like, one person dictate the things I say, but I do think about this shit all the time. It's like, we have no responsibility to be accurate. If you tuned into a podcast called Death Metal Dicks to get, like, good factual resource, then who's the fucking idiot? Is it us? Yeah. I mean, I try to find shit that I'm interested in, we're interested in, and, like, do a good job. And, uh, you know, our friend Andy Campbell helps with the research, and then I spend hours myself, like mulling over it and trying to figure out the way I feel about it, because it's you know it's got to be fun though.
1: Yeah. You know I'm not a fucking nerd. Uh, I didn't do good in college. It's like a retard reading rainbow kind of.
0: Nah, but I mean I just like I'm not a fucking <laughs> scholar. I mean, and I've never I've t- every podcast every podcast I got to bring up how stupid I am. And it's not like I say that to be down on myself.
1: It's just a disclaimer. Yeah, like the I could be wrong. We're just all over the. You know, the thing is, is we're not actually stupid. We're just fucking all no, over the place. Stupid. Yeah, we're dumb. Because
0: he, I mean, if you look at, I mean, there is like, I mean, okay, like listen to that podcast, Hardcore History. Compared yeah. to that guy, we're fucking retards. Oh yeah, but that's but a, it's like what that's are the you, upper echelons of we're, fucking. We're, you know, this is supposed. It's fun. Yeah. And so, if it's not what you want, that's fine. It doesn't make me mad. But I wouldn't like listen to that guy, that Hardcore History podcast, and be like, can you be funny? Because it's not for that. Well, he would probably like
1: this beer. Yeah. Yeah, because if you hate anything good. I think where he fucked up is it should have been served up fucking warm. (sighs) Have you seen a Municipal Waste video where he's like, what is this (laughs) shit? And he's like, "No, it's a fancy beer. And he's like, it's cold. Or it's hot. And he's like... He's like, yeah, it's supposed to be. It brings out the ABVs more, and he's like, okay.
0: <laughs> 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 that sounds hilarious. Yeah. yeah, funny guys, terrible bands. Uh, so Aww, the food scare. All right, so the recon team, once the dogs got alerted, they tried to take off towards the observation point where the other agents were. But because they were making so much noise, they decided to take up a unseen defensive position. So a little bit later, as they're all held up, the OP observation post team, OP is the easier way to say it, those marshals and the weavers both claim that the weavers' dogs were alerted to the recon team in the woods because their neighbors, which were pretty far away, started up their old pickup truck. So the marshals... That were held up at the Y Junction And the trail's about 500 yards from the cabin That's out of the Weaver's line of immediate sight And when I say Y Junction It's something that you'll have to look at I mean, we're on fucking YouTube But we, like, there's a great Again, if you want, like, to the point No fun facts National Geographic did a badass Documentary on this you just look up Ruby Ridge on Amazon Prime and bang, there it is. A way better job than I'm doing, for sure. But it's not fun, all right? So you can see in that documentary this wide junction because it becomes important because there's a spot that's like hunting trails where they're at. There's also trails that get in between... Neighbors' houses. It's just like it's like any spot of the woods where people live. There's like worn-in paths. There's no roads. There's trails. So they're at this junction where the, the, they can see the Weaver's cabin because they're elevated. They're out of the way, but the Weavers can't see them. So Sammy and Kevin Harris follows Stryker through the woods while Randy, who's also on foot, went the other way, which is an old logging trail on the Y path, so they could cover. An equal amount of ground, right? And see if they can t- c- cut off this fucking elk. So Vicky, Sarah, Rachel,
1: and baby Elishba. <laughs> <laughs> that's just some fucking, like, in the days Christian names. Here's a regular ass American names, and here's some fucking...
0: that. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Elishba. Well, the like, the funny thing about people like this, who are like, I fucking, you know what I hate... Is the fucking Muslims and the Jews, but then they'll get into the old testament and like see a name and it'll just be like one paragraph where it's like, and God anointed Aleshba, great granddaughter of Abraham. They'll be like, Oh, Alishba the pious. Like, that's a fucking Jew.
1: <laughs> or Middle East. I mean, yeah. Or the fucking lotion that gets rid of stretch marks. What? Yeah, it's gotta be that, man. What did you say? The the lotion that gets rid of stretch marks. What? Lischba, the stretch mark cream. That's a stretch mark cream? And probably. Oh, okay. I was I'm like what did you have
0: you ever tried to get rid of your stretch marks? No, nah, I don't.
1: Okay. You. Man, I burnt the <laughs> fuck out of myself the other day and it was like That's true. I got some Oh, no, I said the other day, like two weeks ago, man, I got a scar. Yeah. From that. There oh, you ain't, fucked yourself up. There ain't no cream that's fixing that. Yeah. I just had to get tattooed over and just let it go, dude. It'd just be
0: so funny to think of you, like, rubbing vitamin E oil on your fucking stretch uh, marks. I don't, don't want to look, bizar- I want to be smooth. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that, man. i got a Freddy Krueger belly,
1: man. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you had a kid. Kind
0: of. <laughs> I have
1: kids every day. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude, my shits are huge. Oh, I get it. All right, that's better. <laughs> uh, Randy encountered the Marshals at the Y split. Marshals Roderick. Marshal Roderick claimed to have yelled, Back off, it's the U.S. Marshals. And then he said Sammy and Harris came out of the woods about a minute later after he had a standoff. And and got into the mix, you know what I mean. So Young Weaver, the boy, and Harris started firing at the troop of marshals, and in that exchange, nineteen rounds were fired total. Tight. Roderick was shown to have fired one shot from his M sixteen. Art Roderick, Bill Deegan, fired seven rounds from his M sixteen. While running about 20 feet away, Larry Cooper had fired six rounds from a nine millimeter MP5. Sammy Weaver had fired five rounds from his 223 Ruger Mini 14, and Kevin Harris had fired two rounds from his 30-odd six M1917 infield rifle. So that just shows you the exchange of fire. Uh, in, in that firefight, the shot. From Art Roderick killed Stryker, which prompted Sammy, the boy, the teenager, to return fire at him. He's 14, right? 14. Yep. And once the federal agents began shooting, 14 year old Sammy Weaver was killed with a shot to the back while he was retreating. Damn. Marshal Bill Deegan was shot and killed by Kevin Harris with his 30 odd six. A big contingency in this investigation is who killed Sammy Weaver. Mm. Now, the evidence 100% says Cooper is who dealt the favorable blow to Sammy. It was a priority to make sure the Weaver children weren't harmed from the get-go. I mean, they knew, obviously, the whole situation coming in. And so, like that's another problem that we got to face here is that this extraction team, number one, they're not supposed to be engaged in anything right now. And sure, the fight accidentally came to them, but because they were careless in what they were doing. And two, you know, the instructions that they're supposed to have overall are find a way to get Randy Weaver out, but keep his family safe. In other words... If they are crazy fanatics that are willing to engage in a firefight with the government, don't engage them because there's three kids in the house. His wife's in the house. There's no reason to have one fugitive with his four-person family and the possible neighbors with children around engaged in a firefight with a federal team. And it's not even that it looks bad. It's just it doesn't make – it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. It's not what the government's supposed to be doing, you know? If you want to arrest somebody, you don't risk four to six innocent lives to arrest the person.
1: My, man, the other thing i probably wonder about, too, is how many of those people on this team that were kind of watching them were uh, ex-military because a lot of times ex-military, they they end up having to shoot kids, and they yeah, they have PTSD, and right. some other things. Because a lot of places you go, the kids are armed, right? And they know how to use. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. like Vietnam, which yeah. that would have,
0: like if they were vets, they probably in you know in the early '90s they would have gone through Vietnam.
1: Well, even now with the Middle East, I mean it's the same thing. I, sure. I know some people have have done some things to kids that they didn't want to, but it was like they had to because the uh, kids they were wanted, highly they, trained. They wanted to. They, uh, deep and, down. No, man, I don't think so. I listen, man. Why would you join the Army? <laughs> like, some, some people do it for the right reasons, but... What's the right reason? But they don't know what the right reason is. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, they don't know. So, but... But they but, do,
0: I mean, that's the thing, is like, when you make that decision, yeah. what are you looking at? I mean, you got kids that's that That's a scam just... of the Army. I mean, you know, not to shit on the, an, an individual that did it. I mean, I got, like, I get, yeah. I, I understand the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got no problems with the military. It's a, per, like, it's just a, it's a scam that you fall victim to, but you have no way of knowing unless you find somebody. It's like hard to wake up to that. It's well, like, oh, okay, you're poor, yeah. you want to go to college.
1: Yeah. There's no way your family can afford it. You didn't make straight A's. Well, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's patriotism, and they think that they bought into it. But a lot of times, those people come back, and they're like- That patriotism shit's no good. The college it, thing but I get it those people come back And they're like Fuck this country Because they lied to me you Sure know? So
0: it happens So how do you Like how do you yeah. get that Stoked about America
1: I f- Stained Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know Kid rock Yeah Fucking uh What's the other band That's like that man Um Not Godsmack Cause they're like Wiccans So they don't No
0: Godsmack like Was the US Navy Theme song Remember Yeah, yeah. Like dum dum da, dum dum here in America Dun 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 There's a Terroristic force growing Dun 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 Maybe it being way too gay To fight on land Dun 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 They're out in the ocean Join the Navy And suck a man off U.S. Navy We fuck men And get in ocean
1: fights Buck Cherry too Yeah oh yeah Crazy bitch And then it's like another country Yeah Definitely yeah, I, I I just think it's like that. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of things like that. You just get people just get fucking. Well, the line I mean, You know, we talked
0: about this before. Like yeah. when they, we tried, they almost recruited us because they will just direct. They'll just lie. They didn't here. almost recruit me. I knew. But I mean, but I'm saying they came to talk to you, but they just lied to your face.
1: Yeah, they told me I could straight up just do combatives. The yeah, time. that's the
0: thing is that they find they they you They're they right, ask you what but. you're interested in. No, they weren't right. You couldn't do
1: that. I could do combatives. No, you couldn't. Like, just fight. You wouldn't, like, go to the... You wouldn't go to the army and, like... Which, they were talking about combat.
0: You couldn't have, like... The, well, they, they see my back and go, <laughs> you can't come in here. The point is they lie. Yeah, like, yeah, Like, they, yeah, they, yeah. they find out what you're interested in. It's like if you're a musician, they're like, yeah, you could get in a, like, we'll start a metal band. Yeah. And you'll just, like, do that. They'll just lie to you.
1: Yeah. They'll like, yeah. Cold Chamber? I used to be the bass player. I mean, you were a girl? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah. I'm fluid, dog. That's the the new army.
1: (laughs) Pretty much, man.
0: Uh, So, you know, evidence is 100% that Cooper dealt the fatal blow to Sammy. Roderick's one shot that he fired was the shot that killed Stryker the dog. And that was the start of it. I mean, the marshals will try to say the, the dog was an accidental casualty of this firefight. However... Dude, the dog ran up aggressive. Roderick shot the dog. Then Sammy, the 14-year-old, like in a fit of rage, probably did pull his rifle out about it. Doesn't know who they are. Yeah. And that's another thing is that Harris said that they fucking like told Randy he told Randy Weaver that they didn't announce themselves. They're just all of a sudden in a firefight. Yeah. And, the, and that's illegal too. Like they broke the law to do that. So it's like, sure, you like this guy's got a warrant on him, but they can't just
1: come on your property and shoot your fucking dog. Yeah, they just got to go. We're so and so with a so and so. Yeah, come out with your hands up. Right, and then shit has to go down. Right, and then they got to. Right. You, know, you can't just yeah. slide through. That's fucked up.
0: Oh, completely. Yeah, I mean, this is where it just gets worse and worse. Is that like last week it was bad because they were fucking him on court dates, but you know now they've killed this fourteen year old fucking kid. So Sammy gets shot in the elbow. So retaliatory, Harris shoots with the thirty odd six Deegan, who's the person in his line of fire, and then Cooper shot Sammy, and that was because that was the nine millimeter round that was Cooper's gun, but he shot him. When he was retreating. So what it sounds like is they shot the kid's dog. The kid pulled his gun up to be like, you shot my fucking dog. So they shot him in the elbow. We got shot in the elbow. He turned to run. Yeah. He didn't keep his gun out and engage in a firefight. He got shot 14 years old. I mean, it's not like you can't look at a 14-year-old boy and think this is a grown man. Yeah. Now, is is if a 14-year-old is approaching you with a weapon, is that a threat? Yes. Yeah. So you shoot him in the elbow, gun's gone, he's running away. What's the justification? None to shoot none. him again. Because you're supposed to be trained. Because it's like if now now if someone like you and me who are not in any way experienced in like gun combat. Yeah. Adrenaline would take over and we would be if we were caught in some crazy situation where people were shooting at us. And I imagine, because we don't know anything about it, we would just wildly fire. Yeah. But these are supposed to be the highest trained echelon in America at this exact thing. They're not supposed to get jumpy in a firefight. They're supposed to know exactly who they're shooting. They're supposed to be calm enough to make these decisions. So either one... Adrenaline took over, and the guy's ego made him shoot the kid? Or two, the guy
1: cold-blooded
0: shot the fucking kid? I think there's a three. What's uh, the three?
1: Like I said, if they did any type of military time, that the PTSD pops in. I mean, the, the thing is, is with PTSD, you relive moments in your past that they trigger you. So if you've ever had to kill a kid because they were a threat... Yeah. So that doesn't mean necessarily that it was like on purpose it was more like oh shit i remember this happened to me one time and then they did it so you're not it, Other that, people like, okay so that's that's what i'm kind of thinking about here is there's a there's a moment where this happened before and then react and then they they shoot the kid they kill him and then you know it also could be like chris said there's there's a the cold blooded part of it, you know. Which, which, if you ha- if you have killed somebody and it's fine, and you can live with that. There's something wrong with you, man. Like if you can live a normal life after you kill somebody, which some people do, and some people don't. We interpret trauma way differently. As a person myself, that was a post traumatic stress disorder. I'm on high alert all the time. Um, I never really get a full sleep. Full sleep. I'm. I can. As soon as I hear any type of noise or anything, that I'm up and I'm looking for whatever. But if you're hiring those type of people to do law enforcement, government jobs, things like that, as far as when they come back from the military, uh, sometimes that's not a good thing. Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's not a good thing. And they're reacting to a, a threat that's happened before, but it's not the same threat. And that's a problem. And there should be in-depth testing for those things in the '90s there wasn't. maybe it's better now. I have no clue but uh, most of the time with law enforcement military, they're looking for people who can respond to authority without question. and when you do that, sometimes that that's a that is a problem. You should question most authority in, in a particular way not, not a way that'll get you in trouble, but
0: yeah you got to ask them, you got to look them in the eyes and say "So are you gay?"
1: Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was a gay fart. Yeah, it was real wide. <laughs> I got a pee. Goddamn, dude! I don't know why we're losing so it's much. It's this fucking soy sauce beer, man. Please, please was your pee smelly. Please, please, put your hand in my butt.
0: Well, I think about when I was watching the uh, eyes wide shut. Is people that like the fucking Smiths? I feel like that's not an actual thing. Like no one in modern times, would ever sit down and put the Smiths on and be like, God damn, dude, truly, this is the type of music that touches my soul. Because, you know, I get that it was like some fucking groundbreaking. Number one, the cure in the same vein is literally a million times better. Number two, you know, you're making sad, slower, fucking wavy punk songs but the way Morrissey sings is so off-putting. I don't see how anyone's pussy ever got wet to that. I don't see how as a man that, like, it's sad. Because uh, this is something that happens. That, like, you hear a lot about toxic masculinity. But what people don't know is that when you're, like, in your early 20s, you're so emotionally f- destroyed because you just want to fuck and, like, figure your life out in a way where you can consistently fuck that you'll cry a lot you know yeah but just Morrissey's voice like that's not a shoulder to cry on you know nope
1: please 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 suck
0: my dick and my nuts it sounds like uh, it sounds like Seinfeld dude if like fucking <laughs> Seinfeld is just like huh? Hey,
1: what's the deal with women being mean to me yeah. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. I was thinking with the Frog. Yeah. I just want to, <laughs> that's just
0: a way to fucking fill space while you're peeing so I can get into the Marshalls version of this shooting. Because what the U.S. Marshals say, and this is like your class, like, again, I, I, feel, I wanted to do this because I don't think enough people know about Ruby Ridge. It's a thing that it happens, and a lot of people do know about it, But if you even look, if you try to look it up right now, you're just going to get hit with like, oh, this is white power propaganda. Yeah. Which it could be. That's the scary part about it is that if you're this type of person and you want to destroy the government because you think that the Zog machine is running it and that black people are like genetically engineered to destroy the white future or whatever, this could definitely
1: sway you because it does seem like the government intentionally killed these people. You talking about like genetically engineered to ki- to wipe out like white people in like a cool way because they're cool? Yeah, I don't just made that up on the spot. Okay, that feels like something that people think.
0: Yeah, man, that's stupid. Like, what's the dumbest? The dumbest thing I've recently heard is that so America is black people and white people, both good, both equal, but should be separate. And that's what we want, right? And then the reason we get like trying to is uh, Latino immigrants. The reason we get that is because Jewish people, if America unites in that way, if we look at black people and they look at white people, and everyone goes, "All right, we're on the same team," like we'll go over here and you go over here, then they send in Latino people. (laughs) <laughs> and just, like, Jews use, use that as an agent of chaos hmm. to disrupt the foundation and bankrupt because they don't want that to happen. And uh, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, you ever look at a chessboard before there, buddy? Yeah. You got the black pieces, mm-hmm. and you got the white pieces. But you know who's trying to
1: play the game? It's the juice. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. <laughs> a lot of that shit is just stupid to me in a lot of ways because, like, when, you, when people talk about, if you've ever talked to a white power person, they, they literally think like that, but they're the, like, that, the thing is is white people are the ones that brought disease to most Latino and black cultures. And, you know, so it's in, in those time periods where everybody's like, it's this, it's that. It's like, no, man, white people are, you know, historically normally the ones that have fucked it up. And so the thing is, is that's that's true. Yeah. But you just gotta quit thinking stupid shit anymore. Of like, it's this because we're this, and you have to do this because we're this. That's well, every, dumb, everyone, man. the
0: whole like what I've been trying to hammer at for like the last couple months is everyone needs to understand any opinion that you did not form yourself. Question and, it. and most opinions that you think you formed yourself, it didn't come. From a genuine place It came from a place Of trying to sell you shit By making you impulsive So Fear Fear Just being scared Uh, the, The reality is Is that most Everyone You know We're all the same Everyone wants the same shit And because we're A creature of need Like any other animal We're naturally gonna put ourselves Before everyone else that's Asian people, white people, black people, Latino people, every person. That's every human being that's ever walked the face of the earth. Therefore, everyone's interests collide, not at a racial level, at a survival level. So then people try to lump themselves in categories. Like, if we, se- if we segregated and every race went one way, then all we would do is have the same problems within our races, it, it, it will, it would just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm Norse. Yeah. And so this Irish fucking family over here is disgusting and they're eating all the potatoes. Yeah, you know, I want to have French fries and now I can't have them. They're trying to take apart society by eating all the potatoes yeah. intentionally. It just We just keep happening. Yeah. It's not, it's just, It's it's human nature to just be a shithead. And blame your problems on somebody else. Anyway, the reason why that, that circles around to this is because it's so easy to, to, to bury the facts and what happened here with it being white, white supremacists that were loosely involved. And because you have that element of it, it's still the same shit that police do all the time. It's just they did it to white people and they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that they do the same horrendous shit to everybody because it's the entire organization and the people that belong to it and the type of person that wants to get involved in elite-level policing, that's a garbage person. And they make mistakes at the highest level and they do deplorable things because they can get away with it. And you'll see. So when you hear the Marshalls version of this, when they tell their side of the story, which, again, today, you see a black man on camera Get murdered For being in the wrong place At the wrong time They're Like oh he had a weapon And then they find out He doesn't have a weapon The police officer's account Of what happened is like he I was afraid for my life He was reaching for a weapon I didn't know it wasn't a weapon
1: I was giving him commands And then you watch the video And it's not that at all Nope this Shit is- there was a video The other day Of a mom just on a beach With her kids And they go and uh, Give her al- a breathalyzer test And she blows zero And then they were like She was like well, what did it say? And they go, you, "You're being belligerent, and you're causing a scene. You need to sit down. You're being detained." She's like, "I didn't do anything. It blew zero, and I saw it." And then she goes to try to get her husband, and they just kick her fucking ass, dude. Yeah. You know, like I don't yeah. say all police are like that, but dude, like no, oh, man. But, but the point is, is like happens oh,
0: too much. Yeah, and what I'm what I'm saying is when you see videos like that, so their side of that story would be she was a threat. Yeah. And we were afraid, and we had to take action. That's, the, that's what their side... That's what they'll say. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. So, it's the same case here. You just see it time and time again. It's just this time, it was white people. So, that just goes to show you that, like, yeah, like, our country is racially biased because of the privatized prison system, but police still do the insane shit like this. Uh, these... Mar- the Marshall version was that Roderick and Cooper stated that Stryker ran at them viciously before Harris and Sammy came out of the woods. Deegan challenged Harris before he even saw him. In other words, drew on him and told him, put your weapon down, and then he was shot by Harris. After that happened, marshals are saying, Roderick then shot at the dog once. Once he fired a shot, Sammy shot twice at Roderick. Roderick fired once again at Sammy. Roderick and Cooper say that Sammy ran away, and Harris hit the ground like a sack of potatoes. It was the opposite of that. Harris got away. But again, let's remember that Sammy was shot in the back. So yeah, he dropped like a sack of potatoes, but with his back turned to you. He wasn't an active threat. On the Weaver side of the story, Randy and Sarah Weaver, counting it back, what Kevin Harris again relayed to Randy is that the dog was followed by Sammy Weaver and Kevin Harris was behind them. The dog ran up to Cooper and danced around like he did when he was playing with children, which we've all seen a hyper dog before. They move around a lot, probably fucking wagging his tail, jumping up and down, barking, making yip noises, whatever. He reports that the dog then ran to Roderick, who shot the dog right in front of Sammy Weaver. Then Sammy yelled, You shot my dog, you son of a bitch, and fired a shot at Roderick. The, the, again, Sammy did fire a shot at Roderick. Deegan is described as coming out of the woods with his M16 and hitting Sammy in the arm. Then Harris is described as firing and hitting Deegan in the chest. So, bam, he shoots the kid. Harris fires at the threat that shot the kid. The, the, these guys are wearing camouflage. They're not wearing police uniforms. They're wearing camouflage because they're trying to not be seen. Harris tells the Weavers that after that, after he after he shot the guy, Cooper fires at him. And when he got shot at, he ducked for cover. Cooper shot again. And then Sammy, who was leaving, got shot in the back and he fell. And then Harris says that he fired about six feet in front of Cooper, forcing Cooper to take cover, which is when he states hearing Cooper announce that he was a U.S. Marshal. So Harris then describes that he checked Sammy's body, realized he was dead, and ran back to the Weaver's cabin. So the important thing to take away from that is that the kid's back, he, kid got shot, drops his weapon, no longer a threat, turns to run, Harris can't see that but he sees him running away and getting shot in the back. So because of that he starts to fire on this threat who then announces that they're US Marshals.
1: Man at that point you you kill a kid, you kill my kid, I don't give a fuck, dude. It's time. We're going it's going down. Right. And it and and that's the
0: way that the law should have to look at it considering that they did not announce themselves as marshals until after they were in shooting people. Yeah. So it's like, you like, how can you be accountable? Like Kevin Harris and Sammy Weaver are not the targets. Neither one of them have done anything illegal. One's a kid. They're in the clear. They're trying to arrest his dad, Randy, who's not even there. And so, yeah, the kid shot at the guy. I can understand you taking the kid down. You know, like, you're also supposed to be trained enough. And that's the first thing you did. You shot him in the elbow. That should be the end of it. Man, yeah. If that happened... You drop. I mean, most people would drop. If that Uh, happened... Look, if that happened, I'm calling it good. Yeah. But at that point, when that happened, you still don't announce that you're a U.S. marshal. You still... So now, you're just in a shootout. And they have no idea. They just think... Like they don't know. They, they're on a mountain. They don't have TV. They don't have a phone. They don't know. what the, They don't know. Yeah. After the firefight, the Marshals, Hunt, and Thomas went from the OP to a neighbor's house to call for backup from the USMS Crisis Center while Norris, Cooper, and Roderick remained with Deegan's body at the Y-Split. Randy and Vicky, once Harris reached the cabin in hysterics, went and retrieved Sammy's body. And then because they still are afraid of getting shot themselves, because, again, these are paranoid people. Yeah. Even though Harris told them it's the Marshals, well, now they think that that they've come to kill them all. I mean, they just killed your 14-year-old kid. When that's what you thought... And they came and shot your fucking son? They just confirmed it. Now it's a fact. So they're in a battle. So they, in battle terms, take their son's body to the easiest place they can so it doesn't get desecrated and run back into the house and prepare. Yeah. The aftermath of the fight on August 21st, 1992, at 1120 a.m., you see USMS, that's US Marshal Service, Dave Hunt, Requested immediate support from Idaho law enforcement And they alerted the FBI that a marshal had been killed That's it They killed a marshal Not a 14-year-old No, they don't, you know that's That's always the problem here Is that they don't bother to give the full picture Because it doesn't serve them And that's also where their brain's at It's like, I need help right now They've come for us No, you fuck, you came for them It's a casualty of war for them so, the Marshall Service Crisis Center gets activated. The Special Operations Group, SOG, was, aler- was alerted to deploy immediately. In response, the Boundary County Sheriff's Office mobilized, and the Idaho Governor, Cesar Andrus, declared the entire state a state of emergency.
1: Oh, man.
0: So, in Boundary County, that allowed the use of the Idaho National Guard at Boomer's Ferry including the use of armored, armored personnel carriers and the Idaho State Police arrived at the scene in support of that. Now, the FBI headquarters in D.C. responded by sending the hostage rescue team from Quantanico in Idaho. So you've got a, an army, several hundred federal agents surrounding the Weaver's house. Again, there's two adults, Kevin Harris, Randy Weaver, two adult men, Kevin Harris, Randy Weaver. There's Randy's wife, his son's dead, his daughter's there, and a brand-new baby is there. That is not... And, and the fucking FBI hostage rescue team is like the shit you see in Die Hard. It's like an elite team, allegedly elite, of government employees that have worked their way into the FBI to be the motherfuckers that go... Into the gnarliest situation, rescue hostages. So let's get to the rules of engagement. They drafted them up because it's different for every scenario, and the FBI approved it. The Marshal Service approved it and it went to use on Ruby Ridge. And the later report filed to the Department of Justice, the DOJ stated that the rules of engagement were this. Number one. If any adult in the area around the cabin is observed with a weapon after the surrender announcement has been made, deadly force could and should be used to neutralize the individual. Two, if any adult male is observed with a weapon prior to the announcement, deadly force can and should be employed if the shot could be taken without endangering any of the children. Three, if compromised by any dog, the dog can be taken out. Four, any subjects other than Randy Weaver, Vicki Weaver, Kevin Harris presenting threat of death or grievous bodily harm, FBI rules of deadly force apply. Deadly force can be utilized to prevent the death or grievous bodily injury to oneself or that of another. This comes from the sworn statement of FBI, SAC, Eugene Glenn. An added footnote to the report, as a note, God damn it, <laughs> the bad review city. As noted in a footnote to the report in this crucial section, the rules of engagement was modified from adult to adult male to exclude Vicki Weaver around 2.30 or 3 p.m., after consultation with Eugene Glenn because Vicki Weaver was not seen at the site of Deegan's Slang. The rules of engagement were communicated to agents on site, including the HRT snipers prior to deployment, and communications that included the change of adult to adult male to exclude Vicki because she was not at the shootout. Standard... Rules of engagement states that you are not to use deadly force unless in self-defense or the defense of another when they have reason to believe they are in danger of death or harm. Whenever feasible, verbal warning should be used ahead of the deadly force, which basically, that's important because Vicki Weaver was not involved in the shootout, right? Yep. So that means that they she's not broken any laws. She's just there. So what they're trying to do is to say, unless you see Vicki Weaver with a weapon pointed at you, do not fire on her. If you see their daughter with a weapon, do not fire. Try to talk them down before you open fire. The only exception is if they start shooting at you, okay. That's sexist. Do <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Yeah. Just let you sit in it (laughs) So August 22nd This is the second day of the siege Between 2.30 and 3.30 The FBI hostage rescue team snipers Were briefed And then deployed to the cabin on foot Surprised by the rules of engagement orders Having visually been told To not engage And claimed that the Ruby Ridge rules of engagement were basically shoot on sight orders. So this team of fucking snipers and people that go into the gnarliest situations are shocked that they would be issued orders to open fire on any adult male. That's what
1: yeah. like, it just says. That's not the standard protocol. My thing is like, if you if you have the obligation to kill somebody. Then why do you have that job? I don't, I, like I said before, I don't feel like most normal people can live with themselves. They kill somebody. Even if you had to do it because it was self defense. I don't feel like that's normal to be yeah. like, well, I had to do it. So it's like, you know. Yeah. Well, when you take a human life, it should fuck you up. Unless, of course, it's should. child molesters. That's why, I, that's the only thing I exempt.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's other. <clears throat> I'm. <sighs> I'm sure killing a child molester would fuck you up. And I'm sure killing people does fuck these people up. Yeah. It's just, you know, if you're that, de- if you're like in the FBI hostage rescue team, this is going to be years of military experience, years of the police work, years of federal. Op- like you're ingrained at this point, you know. And again, it's not like all people that are authority figures are bad people. And it's sometimes you get put in a fucking spot, you make a mistake and then makes everyone around you a bad person. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like this is not a job you have to have. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to blame the individual because it's like you got this job. I mean, again, human nature, you want to work your way to the top of it. So they've made you a fucking lethal killer, and now you're in the situation, and the sketchier the situation gets, like when you heard that and you were surprised by it, if you were new on the job, you would have gone, oh, well, th- that sounds wrong. I'm not going to do it. But if you're the most elite force and you've done everything already, you're surprised, but you're going to do it anyway because that's your job, and that's a job you've been doing. So they've got you. So they're going to make you do a bad thing. Does that make you a bad person? Well, yeah, it's, it's more complicated than, than black and white. Yeah. Before negotiators arrived at the cabin, FBI sniper Lon Harucci was at a position over 200 yards north and above the Weaver cabin. He saw Randy Weaver out in the yard, fired at him. Again, they knew Randy Weaver was not at the shooting. Hit him in the back with the bullet and it exited through his right armpit, from his back to his right armpit, he was lifting the latch on his shed to visit the body of his murdered son. Mm-hmm. So he went to go outside to see what was going on with his child and got shot, which again, you're sending these people <laughs> the wrong signal. These are not who you want to be fucking activated, you know? Like they are already feel like they're under attack and you just keep confirming it for them. How can you be mad at their responses? So Randy, who was with Harris and his 16-year-old daughter, Sarah, ran towards the house. Right as he gets to the door, Sniper fires his second shot, which hit Vicki Weaver. Went through her fucking skull and hit Kevin Harris in the chest. She was standing behind the door. Which is where Harris entered the house. And she was holding the 10-month baby, El Sheba, in her arms. So in the documentary, you could hear Sarah recount she was running. She's the first person to get to the door because her dad... Even though he was shot, he's trying to make sure his daughter's safe. So all his daughter remembers is getting in and then hearing an explosion and seeing her mother's fucking skull blown up all over her and everywhere else. How do you deal with that? You don't. How do you deal with someone shooting your wife, your innocent wife, in the face?
1: Yeah. You don't. There's no There's no level of anything to fix that. And
0: we're talking about a 200-yard shot
1: mm-hmm.
0: from supposedly the best-trained, highest-caliber sniper that we have in the country. I mean, you've got to be pretty... With that, he, that's what I'm saying. Is he knew who he was shooting? Yeah. He didn't make a mistake. That the sniper for the FBI hostage rescue team, a tiny force that's used again in the stickiest situations. You're trying to tell me through all that training, from just 200 yards away, with the best equipment, it couldn't
1: have been an accident. Well, let's let's emphasize the word rescue. Rescue team. You rescue people. Yeah. At the, at the, in your mind, Vicky should supposed to be the hostage. So, all I'm thinking here is somebody definitely said gave him the go ahead. They had to have before they left whatever office they were in or something like that. It it had to be one of those situations where like eh, it doesn't matter.
0: You have to assume that.
1: You know, you have to because those people go on orders, right? So, that's fucking crazy, man.
0: The report to the DOJ's Office of Professional Responsibility. on June 4th, 1994, stated unequivocally the rules that allowed the second shot to have taken place did not satisfy constitutional standards for legal use of deadly force. This was referred to as inexcusable since Harris and the two Weavers were not an imminent threat. They were running and not returning fire. Sniper Horiuchi was blamed for firing through the door not knowing whether someone was on the other side of it. But again, this guy didn't just take a shot and miss. It didn't happen like that. It's the, it's 200 yards is not shit for someone like that. Nope. Nope. Now that, so then the controversy exists for who is responsible for approving the rules of engagement that were being followed by the FBI sniper. The task force was also condemned... I'm sorry, the task force also condemned the rules of engagement that allowed shots to be fired without request for surrender, which doesn't make a fucking difference. So both FBI headquarters and the site commanders in Idaho reevaluated the situation based on information they were receiving from the U.S. Marshals Hunt, Cooper, and Roderick about what happened on the 21st. The next day, August 23rd, Repeated attempts to negotiate with Weaver via Bullhorn failed because there was no response from the cabin. Of course not. He was shot. His wife's dead. His son's dead. Kevin Harris is dying. August 24th, the fourth day of the siege, the FBI Deputy Assistant Director Dev- Danny Coulson, who was unaware that Vicky had been shot and killed, wrote a memo with the following content in his words. Something to consider. One, the charge against Weaver is bullshit. Two, no one saw Randy do any shooting. Three, Vicky has no charges against her. Four, in Weaver's defense, he ran down the hill to see what his dog was barking at. Some guys in a camp shot his dog, started shooting at him, Killed his son. Harris, the one doing the shooting, is in a pretty strong legal position. And again, that's the FBI deputy assistant director.
1: I'm sitting here thinking about the sniper. When, yeah. you're, when you're a military sniper, from from certain points very far away, you have a spotter who tells you the, the way the wind's blowing all that shit. 200 yards, like you said, is not shit. No. So you knew what you were shooting at. Right. So then on top of that, like, so you try to negotiate and do all So Even if he had not been shot himself. Yeah. Uh I wouldn't come outside either, man. Fuck that. They just, no. like, shot my wife, my kid. I'm not talking, like... Like, I'm trying to find everything I can to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what's crazy to me in this situation. It's, it's nuts. I mean, the whole thing's bonkers. Right. I, and in no way is this, like, a defense for any type of white power shit. But, like, fuck, man, that's just general livelihood. Like, you kill anything you love. If somebody kills anything you love, you're trying to figure out how to fuck that thing up. Yeah. You know, this is, cr- this is fucking nuts, man. Beyond nuts. It, I mean...
0: And again, when we're on the conspiracy side of things, things, is you look at it and you can say, all right, a big, like, adrenaline and mistakes caused the first shootout. But then the second one, there's just no, there's no excuse. I mean, one, you shot at Randy Weaver. The orders were if you saw an armed male adult shoot at them, with deadly force, armed. He wasn't armed. He went to check on his fucking kid's body and you shot him. And he didn't stand there and try to shoot back or draw a weapon. He fucking ran. So even if it was a mistake, why'd you shoot again? That's not what it's said to do, one, if you're just following orders, and two, it's absurd. He wasn't a threat. It's like if he was running inside to run back out with a weapon. You're at a vantage point about a mere 200 yards away. So when he opens the door with a the weapon, then put, kill him. That's your job. So it it's like when you... You, you don't want to say like, okay, well, this was a hit. The government wanted to kill them and they got caught. Yeah. But it's like that, that, that shit wasn't an accident. There's just nope. no way. Yeah, this is... Absurd it it'd be like it's like you know that, that dumb cliche if a lightning lightning struck twice would it would have had to struck five times already yeah yep so the standoff ultimately was resolved by civilian negotiators so the main person that got, finally got to Weaver was Bo Gritz. <laughs> he was a veteran special forces officer and ran for president. Weaver loved him. He was like a guy... I don't think he was a white nationalist, but he was on that whole, like, don't support Israel, bring the troops back home, America needs to only fight for America. He's
1: a libertarian.
0: Yes, old-school libertarian. Just basically, small government, take care of your own people. It's the type of shit that white people love, like white extremists love. Like, white people now love, you know, they're either, I'm trying to not sneeze, sneeze, but there it is.
1: God bless you.
0: White people now love either the one side of the aisle where they think that you got to hold the Mexicans up to their end of the law, or they just choose to go away on the other spectrum to go against that. I mean, it's just, you know, that football team bullshit we've been talking about. But, yeah, like, this type of white person loves a libertarian. Yeah. I mean, they just want to be left alone. No government. Let us take care of ourselves. And, you know, nothing to say that Bo Gritz is racist in any way. It's just that racists loved him because he was all about, you know, America doing America, ignoring everybody else. But he was also a Special Forces legit war hero in Vietnam. I mean, a hero. I'm not going to do a fucking biography on this guy, but as far as that circle, he was the guy. They loved him. He was a Yeah, He wouldn't
1: have shot somebody from 200 yards away. He shouldn't have. he
0: would have shot that guy if he was there. Yeah. And he was pissed. I mean, this guy was pissed. And so he also used his star power in that circumstance to reach Weaver. I mean, try to talk to him. Shut down the first day, but then we were thought about it. and Was like, man, you know, Bo makes sense. And but the Bo, the when he went to the cabin, he was like, listen, man. They told me what happened. It's bullshit. It's like we're gonna get you all the way out of this. It's like they're, they're, there's nothing that they're gonna either kill you or I'm gonna get you the fuck out of here and get you out of trouble. And this was at this point national news. I mean, you had that Paul Harvey guy, and now. The rest of the story. Like, f- f- fucking pleading with Randy Weaver through the radio, you know? Just, uh, Randy, this is Paul Harvey, a senile old man that tells the rest of the story. In the news today, they reported that I had homosexual sex. And now, that was the media take on it. But what you didn't know is that I had an erotic encounter with five men. And each one of them imprinted their own unique strain of DNA deep within my anal cavity. Now, I can't get pregnant. That's a scientific fact. But I can get incredibly hard when I think about those sperm trying to find a home inside of me, and that's been the rest of the story. Now, please turn yourself in. The Kentucky sinus infection. <laughs> uh, but so because, you know, this pressure and definitely the presence of fucking grits coming to the cabin, that Kevin Harris loved as well, uh, and Kevin Harris was also dying, he had actually asked for Randy Weaver to kill him. He had asked for Grizz to kill him. Randy went ahead and surrendered on August 30th. In fact, his daughter says that once, you know, Grizz came to the cabin and talked to Randy, Randy was like, all right, I, I, he believed that he was get, they He believed that he would be fine. Like, he knew if he walked down with Grizz, which was the offer, you know, Grizz was basically like, look, I'm walking you out. If they're going to shoot at you, they're going to shoot at me. Let's get out of here. And so Randy, being, you know, the father that he was, saw the opportunity He was like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. And what sucks is that in the documentary, Sarah, you know, 16 years old, said that she just knew when they walked outside, it was a trap. And the entire time when they were coming out, she felt like they were going to open fire on them. and They were going to kill her. So she thought, I mean, that's the thing, is like, when you look back on that and she was safe, but you can't take that away. You can't go back no. and say, oh, she was over-exaggerating it for the how,
1: FBI. That's how everybody would feel. Period. Of course. If you if you def- listen, if you defend that and say it's, well, this is what happened. This is, you know, she should feel like this because she's this. It's like, yeah, man, I get it. Like, but she was also brought up in that that whole ideology of things. But any person of anything should feel that way whenever somebody is. Killing your family, period. You yeah. should feel threatened, period. Whether you're wrong or right in what you believe in, you should feel that way. Because that they were wrong, period. Like, the the other side of things, the government side of things was wrong. And way more wrong than some family trying to live in the woods and be afraid of Jews. Yeah, Well, you're supposed to establish the fact that, like, we're not bad people. We're really here to defend your rights because that's what we do. And that's not what they did. Yeah. And like I said, so that... And we're, I mean, that,
0: that's what we're going to go into next week, I think, is the Oklahoma City bombing. Ugh. Because that's all this did, you know? Like, it was glazed over in mainstream media because they knew it was dangerous. You did have legitimate groups of white nationalists. This is before 4chan, before Reddit, that would coordinate with each other Through gun shows Through rudimentary email circles Through snail mail they would, they would get together And sit around And talk about Violently overthrowing the government Like the United States Constitution Calls for And taking it back So you get these fucking Renaissance fair LARPing nerds It's just that their LARP Is playing military. And most of them have been in the military. Going to a corndog castle right after they train. But they're out doing drills, exercises. Just foaming at the mouth. Wanting to attack. And now... You just showed them that the government really is trying to eliminate them. And... You can't convince them that they're not. It, it would be hard to convince me that they weren't. You get it? Yeah. Do I think that the government is trying to round up white nationalists and pick them off? No. But if I did think that, and I saw this happen,
1: how, if, how am I supposed to feel? I don't know. I mean, I know, but it's just. And and the other thing is, I kind of get the argument of people that are like, well, good. You know, it's another less racist, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I I mean, like racist people just fucking suck. But they weren't bothering anybody. They weren't. That's it. They're not bothering anybody. If they're not doing that, why do you care? They weren't. Why do you
0: care? On the Internet, talking about white nationalism, they weren't having rallies. They weren't. Having marches They weren't promoting it They weren't making flyers They weren't selling anything They weren't talking to anybody They heard some crazy shit And because of their Already fanatical religious beliefs They got sucked into it Yeah, That happens to dumb people These are dumb fucking people Yeah But instead of like Trying to organize a Facebook group and have a rally and fight fucking left-wing people in the middle of Portland, they went off to the woods. Yep. They said, okay, if the Zog machine is trying to cause Armageddon and they want to kill white people, we're out. Okay. You're dumb. And you went to be dumb by yourself. That's not a problem. Yeah. The other one It's definitely not supposed to be a problem
1: in America. That's supposed to be... Your privilege. The other people that come out and they're actually trying to get some shit formed and they're in public. I'm all about punching some motherfucker that's a Nazi. I don't give a fuck. That's cool. I'm down with that. But or like, make sure they're a Nazi before you do it. Like they got some dumb shit going on where they're actually talking about like some stupid, like white versus black shit, and they're out publicly speaking about it. I'm I'm cool with that. Hit them in the mouth,
0: but, but like that doesn't happen. But yeah, but the thing is, is like if they're fucking some proud boy dorks who are role-playing. And they're, you know... If they're racist, they're afraid to say it. Yeah. So if they don't out-and-out out say it, then don't just get into a fucking fight, because you're just fucking everybody. Yeah. Everyone... like like All we are is being manipulated. And anyway, to, to, to conclude this whole thing, but th- those are like the main points that drive me insane. Is that the mistakes that were made or the actions that they intended caused something way worse. And it continues... To cause that, because it's like now that people have the internet and they can get online and they can hear all this dumb shit that you used to only be able to hear on specific tape-recorded broadcasts on AM radio. Like you, you went to a gun show and brought a tape from a broadcast someone did in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and so you heard this, and it blew your mind. You're like, whoa. Now you can just look at it online and you can see the arguments for and against it, but it's impossible to make your mind up. So if you're stupid and you hear this and then you look into this case and you, you, you see the facts of what actually happened, it's so easy to now become radicalized and shoot at somebody because you know they're going to do it to you too. So Randy, Randy Weaver was allowed the removal of his wife's body. Grizz oversaw that. Then the HRT commander gave Gritz a deadline to get the remaining weavers to surrender. I jumped ahead a little bit but that's it's the same thing uh the, or, but they did tell him that the the standoff would be resolved by a tactical assault which again you know is when Randy took the opportunity him and his daughters surrendered he grits personally walked him out when they got to the bottom of their property Weaver and Harris were arrested. The weavers daughters was released to the custody of relatives, some consideration was to, sorry, some consideration was given to charging Sarah, a 16-year-old whose parents forced, like, (laughs) doesn't matter what she believed. Mm -hmm. She didn't do it herself. And she wasn't a criminal. I mean, the only person that had charges was Randy for refusing to be an informant. So they wanted to charge, so they considered charging Sarah, who was 16, as an adult, which I assume, I assume was going to be the government's move to try to save face and say, look, these are all dangerous terrorists, including Sarah. That's how bad it was. That's what I assume. That's what I hope. Even though it's that bad, that at least kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Randy Weaver and Kevin Harris would each be charged with a variety of offenses. Gary Spence, Weaver's defense attorney, Rested his case without calling a single witness, instead, convincing the jury through cross examination aimed at discrediting government edi- uh, evidence and weakness. Weaver was ultimately acquitted of all charges except missing his original court date and violating bail conditions, for which he was sentenced to 18 months and fined $10,000. Kevin Harris was defended by attorney David Niven and was acquitted of all charges. Harris was later indicted for the first-degree murder of Bill Deegan at the Y, but the charges were dismissed on grounds of double jeopardy because he had already been acquitted in the federal crime trial. Defense counsels for Weaver and Harris alleged that though their 1993 trial, the agents of the ATF United States Marshal Service and FBI were themselves guilty of serious wrongdoing, which led the DOJ to create the Ruby Ridge Task Force, which delivers a 542-page report on June 10th, 1994 to the DOJ Office of Professional Responsibility. Basically, the defense for Weaver and Harris said that just because... Harrison Weaver did, quote-unquote, the wrong thing. All of these government services were guilty of starting it for all the reasons we talked about. Questions persisted about Ruby Ridge and the soon-to-come Waco siege, which happened a year to the day. Mm -hmm. To the fucking day. It's like, again, it's that shit where you want to say, how did you not learn? But it's way more logical to go, oh, this is intentional. This is what you're doing. This is what you've been doing. But now we've got 24-hour news. And it's just, it's going to say, I mean, the government's, (sighs) same, not only was it the same agencies involved, the FBI, the United States Marshal Service, and the ATF, the same fucking officials were involved. The surviving members of the Weaver family filed a wrongful death suit for $200 million, which uh, Randy settled out of court. He got $100,000 for himself, a million dollars for each one of his daughters. Talked about earlier, Ruby Ridge and the upcoming Waco. This became Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols' motive for the Oklahoma City bombing, all right? So not only did the government find them to be innocent of any wrongdoing within these transactions, they had to pay them, you know, $2 million, $2.1 million, which is not enough also. No. You know? But they had to concede. I mean, when they do that, they're saying, yeah, we fucked up. So that fueled Oklahoma City. That caused 168 deaths. Yep. Because this extreme group of nerds thought that they were now involved in a war. Yep. FBI sniper Lou Horiuchi was indicted for manslaughter in 1997.
1: Manslaughter.
0: That long after, too, in Boundary County, Idaho, by prosecutor Denise Woodbury. A hero because no federal charges. She just looked at it and said I gotta do something Filed the charges she could The charges fell through Kevin Harris was awarded $380,000 from the government For damages Randy and Sarah wrote a book In 1998 called The Federal Siege on Ruby Ridge And uh, listen Again Dumb white nationalists But fuck that Yeah intentional wrongdoing. I mean, the, 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 the least evil thing for me to believe here is that they just wanted to play military so bad, given the opportunity, they just ran with it and they wanted to shoot people. At the most nefarious, it's that the government decided this guy is a white nationalist folk hero. Let's fucking take him out and be done with it.
1: And then they got caught by the media. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why we have picked Dying Fetus. One shot, one kill for this shit. You read the lyrics of that. It's pretty much what happened here. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This is despicable. Uh, and, and, what, and it's hard for me to say that because I don't like white nationalists, white power, any of that shit. And I think it's totally wrong, but it's you you don't change people's minds by killing them. Right, that's why this would, that's why I wanted, this is a divisive
0: topic and it was a, I felt like a good time to dive into this because just want like, you know, our small audience of fucking 20,000 or whatever. I mean, no, again, we're not smart and I don't want to influence anybody. But if I could ever like have anyone think anything, it's say you, you can't like there's no narrative you can trust. It's you and your brain. And especially the fucking tumultuous times we live in. You just have to unplug yourself from all the opinions coming at you. And like, number one, focus on other shit, because like there's nothing we can do about politics. It's like, again, look at this shit. Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, they've got him arrested for the second time on charges of fucking child prostitution. You look at the people that were on his flight to Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Bill Gates, Stephen Hawkings, Chris Tucker, Jimmy Buffett, all types of fucking elite political Democratic Party fundraising members that, you know, none of us know who they are. It's it's just a fucking joke. Politics are a joke. It's always been a smokescreen. It's just a way to keep you in check. Making you feel like you're the one making the decisions You're not We have a representative government Representative government was made For a country Where if you lived in the middle of nowhere You couldn't make it all the way To the Washington D.C. Where the fucking federal government is To express your concerns You would vote for someone in your area Who could go solve it for you And you would tell them And they would go tell the federal government On your behalf But now, with the goddamn internet, we don't need a representative government, but it's still in place because the highest financial echelon have found a way to exploit it on every level. A lobbyist and fundraisers pay money to lawmakers to get the laws that they want passed. The laws they want are to allow their business to do nefarious things to make more money. We're an oligarchy. It's simple. It's not hard to understand. I'm a fucking moron, and I get it. I can't, there's no fix. It's just you got to check out from it and let your brain make decisions for you because you can sit around all day long and look at Facebook and get infuriated at Donald Trump or the other side. You can get infuriated at fucking AOC or whoever else is out there. You can do whatever the internet wants you to do. Or you can say fuck it and cut the cord and look at history and not repeat the same mistakes. Just focus on the fun shit in life because life's already bad enough without having fake villains. And on top of that, all these things detract away from your normal life. You should be succeeding. You should be doing things in your day-to-day life that are going to help you get better because you're not going to help America get better. It ain't going to happen. It doesn't matter how long you spend on Twitter tomorrow rallying against the evil empire. You're not going to make a difference. But what you could have done in that time is get your shit together. And I'm not telling you what to do. I'm simply saying... Fuck everyone else.
1: Look out for you, because no one else is. If life was fucking fair, I would drink this nasty fucking soy sauce beer that looks like motor oil out of Harley Davidson motorcycle. <laughs> Are you gonna slam that too? I'm gonna slam it. No way. If life is fair, somebody will send me a fucking Harley Davidson. Oh yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. not going to, and this is gross. And this is like this is old motor oil, soy sauce, pennies. Um oh, it's gone. Rosie okay. O'Donnell's asshole juice. Sure. It's, it's like, like, they call the beer hammer
0: smash face because it's your, It's a punishment.
1: This is, yeah. It's like
0: hanging out with Chris Barnes, the beer.
1: Take me away to that not special place.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, I, and I'm not, this is positive. Like, I don't want you to think I'm ending this on negative and I'm like in the dumps. It, it's positive. It's just like, you know, the best, the best thing I could say, and it's not like I don't have my shit together at all. But it's like, on top of the problems that I have, I don't need any outside interference. I don't need to care about who's the next president because it's not going to make a fucking difference. It's not going to make a difference. It never does. It never will. Just pull your head out of here. Now, you can have fun because it is hilarious to see all these politicians, these beloved politicians. Hang on one second. that's teamwork (laughs) all these beloved politicians in like blatantly have been fucking children right in your face and no one cares they're not gonna do anything about it jeffrey epstein's gonna go to prison bill clinton it ain't gonna fucking matter yeah so there's just no hope let's just have a good time laughing at the obvious fucking shenanigans let's make fun of alex jones And enjoy each other's companies. I'm very happy with the small community we've been creating. Yeah, and just listening to this fucking rocks. You know, I don't care if you fucking hate it or not. You still set through it. You know, and every time we start this white nationalist shit, people get mad and they shit on us, and that's a bummer. But it's like so. It's like I'm telling you, like I gotta take, I gotta separate myself from that because at the end of the day, all that's happening is we're like. Sh- kind of shitting on a, a dumb subculture. Yeah. And those people get mad because well, really they're shitting now- on two. Sure. Well, the government's not a subculture. They, yeah, White they. nationalists are
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're a subculture.
0: Okay, buddy. <laughs> with, yeah, they are. I mean, it's, it's like... Their a- culture. It's the fucking government. A subculture is like an entire culture beneath the normal culture. The government is normal culture. Yeah. You get, you ah, okay. Yeah, I get, you. I get uh, th- you. Anyway, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. This is a dumb point. Uh, the point is, you lost me on that shit.
1: It's you pretty said, much so, just up. an
0: excuse to go check out Dying Fetus. Yeah, listen to Dying Fetus. Listen to fucking heavy metal. Lift weights. Just f- oh yeah, like you know, I forget the positives when I start getting hit with a barrage of things. But yeah, it's like the white nationalists. Where do they exist now? Mainly the internet. Do they have meetups and shit? where they bring out 100 people and get the shit beat out of them by like 1,000 Antifa people, sure. And then Antifa are like, this is why they're afraid to come out. Well, no, you're all idiots. You're all idiots. You're the, because you, you don't <laughs> believe in anything either. It's the like, same tactics. It's, it's the same you, shit. You're just all stupid. Like everyone, anyone that's going to take themselves to the middle of a city to get into a fight about what they think is wrong and right, you're just dumb. Like there is no wrong and right. But hardly ever does a fight happen. Yeah, and the little ones that do, it's just like okay, okay. So a hardcore show, like back in the day, with like like you would get like three literal boneheads. Yeah, in other words, people that had probably been to prison that considered themselves Nazis. Are you a Nazi? No, you're not a National Socialist in Germany in the 1930s. You're not that. But that's what you're calling yourself. Mm-hmm. So you are racist. There's three of you here. You're looking to get into a fight, and you get one. It's just that it's three of you versus twenty to hundred people. Yeah. So you just wanted, you just want to get stomped, and that's what happens. And now that like and that was a like a small thing. Like at hardcore shows, you know, a couple times a year, some of those morons would come out for a like agnostic front. And risk it all, yeah, and get their shit kicked in.
1: Yep. And, and now
0: it's a norm. But and then now that's just happening. Every like Portland, like the mayor is like, ah, they beat them up. But it, they're not even. It's just yeah. It's it's all stupid. Don't watch it. Don't pay attention to it. You're not going to gain anything. You're not going to change anything. Let's cut them out. Let's get back to listening to ignorant metal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's get back to lifting weights and making our bodies feel better so we can live longer. Let's get back to making our personal lives as best as we can. The things we can control, let's take control of that instead of worrying about fucking Nazis or or, or Antifa. Fuck all that shit. Who cares? Let's get back yeah. to having fun. That's the point, right? Yeah, man. Love your dumbass. I love you too, man. Even though when I see you post online, I want to cut my dick off. But
1: want because I'm positive.
0: We'll see you next weekend. We'll do. Uh some fucking album reviews listen to that Dy Fe song uh subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh suck each other off. That's the only way to make the world better. It's cool right
1: now, so dude. It's it. true. <laughs>